This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It is certainly going to be a different Christmas. Let's face it, a lonely Christmas for many of us, assuming we follow the guidelines and celebrate only with those in our households. And another thing so many people will miss in-person church services. So it's also going to be a technological Christmas with Zoom bringing together families and worshipers. So how do we resolve to allow these substitutes to fill our spiritual needs? If you have a comment on this, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now I would like to welcome Bishop Andrew Aspill. He is the Bishop of the Anglican Diocese of Toronto, and Dr. Steve Jordans, a professor of psychology at the University of Toronto. Hello, and Merry Christmas to you both. Thank you so much for being with us. Hi there. Hello. Great to be with you, Libby. Okay. Let us start with the bishop. So what do you have planned for your community? Well, the the Anglican Diocese of Toronto is a vast uh, territory. We, we start in the west in Mississauga, go all the way up to Collingwood, Midland, across through the Kawartha's. Uh, down through to Brighton, and then all points in between. So there's about 200 congregations, large and small. Uh, and uh, some uh, of our congregations in uh, the north and the east are still in amber stage. Uh, and so they have permission with uh, protocols in place to gather uh, in very small groups, uh, less than 50 people. Uh, but most of the diocese actually is in gray zone and in lockdown. So uh, we've had lots of practice already uh, in doing worship virtually. Uh, and I would say about 85% of our congregations actually are online in some form, whether that's by Zoom or live streaming uh, or pre-recording. Dr. Steve Jordans, is it a matter of people just having to tell themselves, okay, it, it's it's not optimal, but... But, you know, we just have to do the best we can. Yeah, you know, there's a concept in psychology called um, being able to defer gratification, being able to realize that, you know what, you know, at this time we can't get what we want and we just do have to accept it. We can, you know, happily and hopefully, I think, start talking and thinking about next year's Christmas. And so, you know, that's one of the coping strategies I suggest to people is, you know, really start imagining what you're going to do now that you really know the value of, of being with the people you love in person. You know, really imagine how great it's going to be and maybe even start planning. Um, and, and let that kind of ride you that, you know, that's you're going to have to pay the price a little bit now. Um, but then you've got this great future waiting for you. And, and if we all do the right things, we can get there as quickly and, and as safely as possible. Bishop, what are you going to be telling people from the pulpit? I mean, uh, can we get a little hint about your sermon? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll be uh, preaching from St. James uh, Cathedral in downtown Toronto tonight at 7.30, and uh, 
I've had some practice standing in the middle of that huge building. I've uh, been there many times. And, and virtually empty. So you can imagine halfway down the aisle is one lone camera. I, I think uh, to dovetail with uh, uh, what Dr. Jordan has said, that, that real sense of we're in this together, uh, we are not alone. Uh, that the very story of uh, at the heart of our faith uh, is God breaking in uh, into our midst, not in times of comfort and ease, uh, but d- deeply and very much in times of trouble. Uh, and uh, and so uh, we are to find, as it were, the hope in the old story that uh, reminds us that we're living in it through a present time that's not forever, uh, and that uh, we will find hope and grace together. Yeah, and if I may connect with that too, you know, uh, this coming together of, of humans is so critical. Just, just as the bishop says, you know, from psychology we know as well that when times of grief and times of anxiety, all that, what we turn to is our social networks. And, and for many people, that is their religious uh, identifying groups. Um, but that's really, really important at this time. So, you know, one of the things I would say to people who maybe are, are feeling a little isolated and lonely at this period of time is, is to become more intentional in that outreach. You know, we used to be able to just go on our day and meet people and have those human interactions that are so important to us. Now we're not going to have those happen organically, but we can plan them. We can literally, you know, have times in our day when we're going to call some friends, um, other people maybe who we think might also be isolated and lonely, and we're going to, you know, put some time in our day to literally connect with other human beings, however that may be, and and a church service would be a fantastic way to do it, obviously, this time of year. Uh, But any way you do that is very important. That's our go-to strategy. How important would it be to remember previous generations who, who really had it much harder generations that went through war. I know my own parents were Holocaust survivors. You know, um, I've had it pretty cushy so far. Yeah. I mean, that, that's one thing. If I'll, I'll jump in just quickly. At first, um, you know, I talk about that a lot, is, is framing what we, what we have. Um, we, we know how tough the times are. We can, we can feel that gray cloud, and it is kind of ominous and oppressive. But we kind of know when it's going to end, which, you know, my parents were, were in Holland when it was occupied. Uh, they didn't know when it was going to end. There was a great danger outside. And, you know, when they got through it all, the economy was absolutely horrible for a while, you know, to the point where many of them did end up coming to Canada, for example. Um, and, and relative to their situation, ours is, is more predictable and, and more likely to, to go better again <coughs> sooner. Uh, and, and so we should hang on to that. that. That's a very important bit of hope to hang on to uh, and, and to kind of feel like, okay. And, you know, you know what? A lot of those people who went through those terrible times, they emerged valuing things in life that they may not have before. And, you know, that's a potential for us, too, that we could come out of this with with a new set of values and and, and a new notion of what's important in our lives. Uh, Bishop, what about, where does gratitude fit into this? Oh, my goodness. I I think it's it's one of the great teachings of uh, 2020. If if we could step into uh, 2021 and look back with 2020 vision, uh, I, I think it's it's about uh, not taking for granted uh, the simplest of things, uh, and that uh, being present with family and friends, uh, of being in touch, uh, of uh, being in a crowd of people without fear, of being able to sing together, 
you know, there, there, these are moments that we uh, have an opportunity to, to really take account of what's important in our lives and to count the blessings that we often just take for granted. Uh, and so 2020 feels like a very, very long year, but my hope is that we not lose uh, what it is that we're learning together. Okay, let's take a call from Melanie in High Park. Hello, Melanie. Merry Christmas. Hi. Oh, a blessed Christmas. I hope you had a blessed Hanukkah and a blessed New Year to all. And I did not hang up on you that time. I would never hang up on you. Uh, All all I want to say is, for me, at one time, I never even touched the Bible. I never looked at it or the Torah, the uh, New Testament. I never looked at it as a musician traveling. I, you know, that was the last thing I would do. But in the last few years, we've started to read the Bible in our family. And Hanukkah was hope. We just celebrated Hanukkah. That was hope. The New Testament, the birth of Christ, that's hope. And just when we read the Bible, it gives me such unbelievable hope in this world. That's what this season's about. Yes, it's beautiful to have the tree. I love that. I love celebrating the, the candles, the lights, everything. That's beautiful. But remember, people out there, pick up the Bible. If you don't have one, go online. You will see the survival of the Israelites, the Judeans who were at war with each other, how they survived, how in the New Testament people survived, the saints survived, the the ancient prophets survived, Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Read the weeping prophet. Read the book of Job, and you will have hope even if you're alone. Remember, this is all about hope. It's not even about the future, whether it's going to be great, except that the Lord created the universe, a big, humongous universe. We're part of it. Never give up hope. Think beyond this earth. Think beyond this holiday. And think of the future and the hope of what this season means. And all the people that suffered and had hope during the Second World War and all the wars. My mother, who was in Auschwitz, they all had hope. Even if you don't believe in it, pick up the Bible. Pick it up and read the history. God bless you all. Oh, I just want to finish one thing. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, that's right. Um, Singing in a group is is a dangerous thing now. But Uh, you can sing alone on Zoom. Yeah, because I I was going to throw in. One of the best things we can do to combat anxiety is sing dance, laugh, that floods our body with positive endorphins, which kind of counters the cortisol of stress and anxiety. So, yeah, mm-hmm. don't sing in a crowd, but please sing. Okay, well, if I sing, it won't, it won't do anything good for you, but <laughs> I promise not to. Um, so, uh, Bishop, have, have your, uh, have, has your community, have you been reaching out uh, to offer something that's more in the vein of counseling, and, and how are you dealing with that? Well, the, our congregations, large and small, have uh, unique uh, ministries in, in small towns and in the heart of the city, and, and certainly uh, many of our clergy are reaching out uh, to members of their congregations, uh, going back to the old-fashioned way of picking up the phone and, and going down the parish list and checking in with folks. Uh, and creating uh, telephone trees uh, and email trees so that um, uh, folks are actually staying in touch with each other uh, at least once a week. Uh, And then we have a a number of parishes, actually, that are also serving on the front line uh, for for, uh, feeding the homeless uh, and the poor, uh, not just in downtown Toronto, but 
in Peterborough uh, and Penetanguishene in Midland uh, and other towns. And so there's there's a real sense of presence uh, of being able to reach out to folks who are the most vulnerable. Uh, Steve Jordan's what about the meal? For a lot of people, really the central thing about the holiday is the meal and sharing the meal. And and um, it's a big deal for people. And even just getting it done, they're used to having a lot of people, different people bring dishes. Uh, and there's all of nostalgia and memories associated with the traditional meal. Yeah, and, and the whole Christmas ritual tends to be centered around that. Um, and, and, you know, that's what it is, is a chance to kind of lift above our day-to-day lives and kind of get at that higher level. And, and so it is going to be hard w- without that. Um, we're going to have to have a different Christmas. Um, an example, though, of, of how I think we can think about it a little different, here's a last-minute gift idea for you, for all of you out there. If you can have some, say, photographs or songs or something that you email to people as Christmas presents, things that were meaningful, Meaningful in terms of positive memories for that person pre-COVID. You know, maybe you went on a trip together or maybe it was last Christmas and you want to kind of relive that. If you could send them a picture with a little story, you know, here's how I remember what we did after dinner last Christmas or whatever, you will bring them back to that time and place and, and you will let them kind of experience that and they will know that you took the time to care and to share that memory yourself before you sent it. Uh, and it's a real powerful way to kind of give everybody a little bit of an uplift, and, and it's just a different way we can connect at a time when we can't physically be together. And, you know, the bishop was saying something about the old-fashioned telephone, and I yeah. think there's a lot to be said for it. I know, I mean, I do uh, plenty of Zoom calls. I've got the light, but and, and then it's like mute yourself, unmute yourself. It's, mm. it's, 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 a, it's kind of a production, and, you know, and you can't wear your ready old bathroom while you're doing it. So <laughs> the, uh, you, the, the old-fashioned telephone is really a convenient way to keep in touch with people. It's, you know, frankly, it's just so much easier. It's, it's more than that. Um, it, for one thing, when we're on the phone with somebody, we pay attention to them much more than we do than when we're staring at them at a computer with all these other potential distractions. And the phone really strips the, the, the conversation down to two channels. What you're saying, that's the least relevant, and all those little nonverbal grunts and sighs and such. Uh, so the quick example I like to give is if I tell somebody, hey, I was walking on the beach with my wife, and these people started walking right at us. If that person simply goes, <sighs> that tells me they're saying, oh, my goodness, I've been in that situation. I've felt that. That's so annoying. I'm with you. You know, those sounds are what we need from each other, and we get those clearest on things like radio and telephone. Uh, and so I would really recommend, yeah, pick up that, that, that phone, you know, uh, and that's a really great way, just as the clergy are doing to connect with, with the, you know, the people um, that they're connecting with, and that's, that's the best approach, I think. Well, thank you for saying that about radio and our job here, our function here, is not, it's not just to give people information, but it's a community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and sometimes we just need to hear the sound of one voice that is so familiar to us, unlike any other that we have in our lives, that can actually ground us and take us out of our own misery or pain, even for a few moments. Uh, You know, whether you're bedside and somebody can't open their eyes because they are uh, sick, it's the voice that, um, that we know is able to penetrate in a way that no other medium can. 
when we hear that familiar voice just answering the phone and you begin to talk, it's, it's like a homecoming uh, across the line. It, it's it's true, and and you know, um, going back to this theme this year of appreciating what you have, and and simple things. It's uh, you know the voice on the other end of the phone, um, uh, Bishop. If, if I may, very, yeah. very quickly, something that I'm sure the bishops clergy use all the time, and that I think we could all learn, is is a skill on when we're talking to people called active listening, um, taking a moment and and not trying to tell that other person what you're thinking or what's on your mind and really spending some time exploring their, you know, where they're at, how they're feeling, what their perspective is. When you really do that active listening, which is the kind of things clergy do so well, that really gives that person comfort. It makes them feel like they're being heard, that they're making a connection to another human being. So we can all do a little bit of that, too, just, just learning to shut up and really listen to the other person before we try to jump in with our own ideas. Yeah, though, though it's interesting, you know, when you talk to people who have been isolating, mm-hmm. isolated, it, it's, it's almost like an outpouring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we are uh, beginning to run out of time. So what would you like to leave us with, starting with Dr. Jordans? Well, I, I mean, I think we're, what we're all learning about ourselves is, is something called resilience. We're, we're going through this, this process together, which is going to really bring us together ultimately. And I, and I think we are going to look at things different, value our family and our close connections differently. Um, the next few months, we just have to remember, are the toughest that we're going to face. Uh, and, and so we have to be the toughest in the face of, of this virus to support all of those people who you know, can so severely be affected. And Bishop Asbill. Well, I, I uh, will borrow from a, a letter that I received last week from a, a doctor and, uh, uh, in the city of Toronto who's also a health expert who was writing a letter to uh, me and to the Archdiocese of Toronto. Uh, and leaning on his own uh, Jewish root, uh, he said, you know, at Hanukkah this year, or at uh, Passover this year, uh, rather than saying next year in Jerusalem, we said to ourselves, next year together. Uh, and, and I quoted him in my letter to the diocese uh, using that line, next year together. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we find our ways to celebrate Christmas, uh, the birth of Christ, uh, by ourselves, as it were, in our small bubbles, uh, online, connected, uh, rooted by phone in whatever we can. But next year, pray God together. Okay, that is a wonderful sentiment. Thank you so much, and Merry Christmas, Bishop Asbill, Bishop Thank Andrew so Asbill, much. and Dr. Steve Jordans. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you both. All as the well. best to you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.